are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Hey, Chris, what are you drinking there? Oh, you never seen one of these before? No, what is that? Oh, man, this is Brewery in Austin, Circle uh, Brewing. They're uh, right near my house, right up on uh, Breaker Road. They got their own brewery with a bunch of stuff. This is actually, you're going to you're gonna think I'm lying. This is, I think, the best American Hefeweizen I've ever had, Circle Brewer. out. It's made in America. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. high praise coming from you. We'll take a sip of this thing. Try that. All right, let me see. No, no, no. That wasn't the Hefeweizen. That was the IPA. Yeah, no, I... That was the ladybird yeah that that's good too man they make a lot of good beers and like i said you can come visit them at their tap room right down the street here from me uh on on breaker lane it's um it's delicious stuff and they actually became the sponsor for the the website one of us.net wow good guys and they live right down the street from here they certainly do and you can even get their beer in convenience stores now ah convenience store i'm gonna just walk over to circle I guess, depending on when you're listening to this, everybody, it's the Eye on the Prize once again. I am your host, Justin Zarian, the prize fighter, the host with the most, whatever nickname, moniker I've made up for myself this week. I am very tired. I am sorry. <laughs> I was telling the other guys here, I was just like, okay, what time is it? Hmm, let's see, this time, oh, that's seven minutes after I said I was going to be up. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, um, yep, I am here. I'm here with Bradley Martin. Bradley, how you doing? Very good. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. And I'm here with Shaquille Lambert. What's up, man? I'm tired. I'm confused. There's a lot of things we're going to be talking about. Some of the things I'm probably not happy about, and I don't think we're all happy about, but... I, I think even people it. who are fans of something that we're talking about are not happy about what happened, so... Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so... That's the, the main best focus... way to put it. Yeah, the main focus of this podcast is going to be talking about the Golden Globes, and I swear, every year this happens, because the Golden Globes are not good predictors of the Oscars. I mean, they'll predict some of the minor categories every now and then, but when it comes to the big, big stuff, their hit their hit and miss ratio is, like, dramatically wild, you know? <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk about that. And then there was a couple other award shows we'll just go over quickly. But, um, yeah, hey, guys, uh, what's been some big stuff going on lately? Like, Shaq, what's been going on with you the last week or so? <laughs> In my life? Uh, nothing, really. I mean, I watched Gotti again, which... That, again? That wait, 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 wait. Gotten... More than once. <laughs> More than once. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> but to, to keep it related, at least somewhat tangentially to, like, awards shit, um, the t- like, you know how there's TIFF over here in Toronto. Uh, TIFF mm-hmm. has its own theater, and they'll play a lot of, like, independent films, and they'll play some classic movies and shit. And for the past month, they've had, like, this whole Spielberg retrospective. And Ooh. they were just yesterday, they were playing Save It Private Ryan, which I'd never seen in full. So oh. I went to go see it over there. Dude, that is, that's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, like the beach scene, for example. First off, I didn't really think it was literally a half hour long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and two, I thought like seeing all the parodies and shit from like shit from like Conker's Bad Fur Day to like Sausage Party. Like I thought seeing those would kind of take away from how scary the actual scene is. No, no, it's not. It's still scary. It is literally one of the greatest opening battle sequences ever filmed. It's- so. The most horrifying shit I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> like the, my god. <laughs> yeah, the dude with his intestines spilling out. The guys getting burned alive in the bunker. All the guy that. who looks for his head. I was oh. like, yo. 
Yeah, no. Pretty much, it invented all the modern war cliches. They did it first in that movie. Like, exactly, and then also even like the big final battle sequence, the big, basically seven samurai <laughs> battle sequence. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> the point. part that always gets there's always two parts to get to me at the final battle is um the guy who blows up next to the tank. You know when he <laughs> just explodes oh, like a pumpkin. Yeah, <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> that and then um <laughs> probably the hardest one to watch, even more than the other gory parts, is um. Okay, I won't say who for anyone who hasn't seen it, but the guy with the knife. Oh, that one. I was like, yeah. the other guy was right there, but he was paralyzed. He was like, come on, just get up the fucking steps. Now, just kill him. It's interesting, too, because that wasn't in the original script. That was something that Spielberg made up while they were shooting the scenes. So, Oh. Like, yeah, like, was... I, I think it was like uh, there was a version of it, but because um, the character who was paralyzed with fear actually doesn't make it to the end of the movie. So they're like, yeah, see – he doesn't learn anything if any, nothing happens to him. So we got to make, make, make this a new angle for it. Because actually, the original script for this movie, not all that great, to be honest. You know? Like, you can really thing, tell. I, this was... Yeah, sorry. The, the thing is that I thought he was... Yeah, the whole time, they kept cutting back to him running back and forth between buildings and shit. I'm like, he's going to get shot at one point. And he doesn't. So I was like, oh, all right. That's cool. It's different. I was expecting it to. Yeah, no, there's a lot of, like, narrowly dodging bullets by everyone but the background characters. <laughs> I'm fucking terrified every time I'm there. Because they're playing it, like, the same way that they played it back in 98. <laughs> so, like, the same, like, it was on film. So it was just great seeing it like that. Dude, I fucking, I miss watching shit on film. Like, oh, yeah. I know it's such a, it's <laughs> yeah. such a like, film buff thing to say. But dude, there really is a little something that, like, you kind of miss in shooting, in watching things on film. Yeah, there's that greeniness. Like, the great... The graininess. There's something missing in that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I mean, it really just goes to the credit of um, Janusz Kaminski, the filmmaker, uh, the cinematographer. Like he just he knew how to shoot it so well, like that. Oh, dude, there, there's so many gorgeous shots, especially like the one where they're just like after the after like they slept in the church and they're just like yes. walking out in the evening, and you see the lights of bombs going off in the background. I was like, oh my god, that is that is amazing. And it will be forever remembered as the movie that lost to Shakespeare in Love. So, which that makes, oh, that's right. It pisses me off now because I saw <laughs> Shakespeare in Love in high school, and I was like, "All right, this one best picture, I guess, whatever." And then I see Saving Private Ryan, I'm like, "What the fuck? Why did this win?" Yeah, I'd be yeah. furious. I mean, he at least won director, but it's like, yeah, okay, look, Shakespeare in Love is a <clears throat> it's a good movie. It's not best picture over Saving Private Ryan. I don't think. Hell to the fuck. Uh, I think the <laughs> Academy <laughs> is just afraid of. Really pushing, like, we loved this when, you know, Nazis are about. No, because yeah, they voted no, Schindler's it, List, too, so. Schindler's List was, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, <laughs> that was literally all about God, Jews and Nazis. No, you're absolutely right. I, I, I guess just deep down, I'm like, I don't want to live in a world where Shakespeare and love beats Saving Private Ryan, so I got to justify <laughs> this any way I can. Yeah, I got to go... Who the fuck voted for this and why? <laughs> the only like trivia about Shakespeare in Love is, did you know Gwyneth Paltrow used to kiss Ben Affleck? You know, and that's pretty much it. That's all I know from that it's movie. Like, they right, didn't I get guess. the Shakespeare very accurate in that movie, so I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, it was more, Shakespeare in Love was more like a metaphor of, or an interpretation rather than an accurate depiction. But uh, yeah, but anyway, also I'm, uh, I'm glad you saw it. Also, Jack, before so. we go, yeah. Oh no, I'm glad too. That was that was one of the best things I'd ever seen. Um, also, the, the, the Lightbox is putting out like a 1999 retrospective, so they're playing a lot of classic movies from then. Oh. And if I can manage it right, I think I can try and see The Iron Giant, The Matrix, and The Sixth Sense all in one day. Wow. 
That's pretty cool. Like literally back to back to back. <laughs> It'll be tiring, but I'm a I'm gonna try and do it. I wish I had your kind of theaters nearby me. My theaters are not fun like that. <laughs> oh, this is just a it's a one theater. I have to go out of my way to go get to it. Uh, okay. It's, it's a mission to get there, but it's worth it. Oh, absolutely. Um, Sounds yeah. like it. <laughs> but then, uh, Brad, what else has been new with you? Well, nothing much. You know, kids went back to school. Um, it's pretty much all that's changed for me since last we spoke. Yeah. No, I um, I saw a bunch of movies with my family and that such, uh, and my fiance, which whoops, still happy about that. Listen, you're going to slip that in every single podcast from now on, aren't you? It's like, hey, yo, guess what? I'm engaged now, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'll get tired of it eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> no, but um, so unfortunately, one movie that we did see was Aquaman. So, okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, okay. like it's not a fun ass movie. Okay, you know, I'm gonna say this: it is a fun movie if you really don't think too hard about it. But then you have to remember, it's like wow, there's a lot of stupid in this movie. Like just everything about the plot, everything about the way the character motivations work, how there's virtually no chemistry at all between Jason Momoa and um, Amber Heard in that movie. I'm like, oh yeah, they I are. Thought, I thought they were fine. I, I think they're okay well, actors, but the problem is, is that the dialogue that they gave Amber Heard, especially, it literally all she does is spout exposition in that movie. She has no character development at any point in that film. I don't know. I, I guess. Like it's still fun. Like it's a big mindless fun action it, yeah. movie. But yeah. And then um, actually, the worst though, the one that we couldn't stop laughing about, was the actor who played Black Manta. Like literally, oh, yeah. He was, every listen, scene. I loved him. I thought he was great. Shut up. Oh, see, because every scene he was in, he had that perma glare of just like, mm, I'm the bad guy <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, look, okay, because the guy is a very new actor still. He's only been in like two or three other movies before this. Or at least he's only been working for like two or three years. And so <laughs> he's just hamming up the screen the entire time, just like, I'm the guy who's going to kill the main hero. Mm, oh. Well, it sounds like the no, from what I've heard, that was like the goal of the film to be as hammy as possible and let James Wan work his magic in capturing oh, they that. Succeeded. Ham. Yeah, they succeeded. Like, if, right. if you if you take yeah, if you take it in any other tone other than goofy as shit, it's not gonna be it's not gonna work because everyone's gonna be like, This is stupid. This is Aquaman. What the fuck? Yeah. So like if they try to make it pretty, you're gonna be like, This is dumb. Uh, on some level I still enjoyed it on that level, but yeah. That's what I mean. And just, like, when you have scenes, like, freaking Amber Heard impaling people with bottles of wine, then I'm like, <laughs> not even just bottles of wine, just pure red wine. I'm like, you know what? I love this. I love this <laughs> stupid-ass shit. They pretty much destroyed Sicily in that scene, too, which I'm just like, man. Although that action scene, you, you, dude, you gotta admit, that action scene is badass. It was fun. That whole okay, set so, piece. Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't that supposed to be, like, a one-take action sequence, then they just edited it up? Or? It it wasn't supposed to be a one take action sequence, but there's a, there was uh, that big that main chase part was mostly one take or one shot. Yeah, and then they cut it apart. I'm just like, wait, what? I kept waiting. I mean, for- they did they did they did that in the in the, the the extended trailer too. That wasn't any different. Okay, okay, maybe I was uh, I came up with the wrong idea because I thought I heard somebody that they said, oh yeah, no, this is like one big sequence and they sweep back and forth between them. It's like nope, it was just a bunch of edits. So oh well, oh well. It was it was just one ma- it was one major sequence in that action scene. Where it was one shot. Okay, okay. Well, uh, fine. <laughs> but then um, the other movie I saw recently, um, I went to go see Vice, believe it or not. 
And um, I, I have no words about it because I haven't seen it, and I've heard just nothing but mixed ass shit. Yeah, uh, it's you're, you're going to hear the same stuff from me because I was not crazy about this movie. I'm just like, okay, I really love the big short for the style that it did. You know, that very like that weird Adam McKay style that he kind of invented of this weird like abstract, metaphoric kind of in your face angle that he's doing. It just yeah. didn't really work at all in this movie because the problem was it's very clear. I mean, look, okay, you know me. I get that it's a, its purpose is it's a hit piece, more or less. You know, it's like, yeah, it's here to not only make fun of that um, Dick Cheney, but also to attack any and all conservatives. And I'm like, look, I can accept that. I can watch movies that don't align with me politically kind of thing. But the problem I felt where it's like, so you sell it as a look at Dick Cheney, but partway into the movie, Dick Cheney stops to become becoming the focus of the story. Where I'm like, wait a minute. Did we just skip over like five years of Dick Cheney's life to get to some other point that's not even related to him? I'm just I was kind of confused throughout the movie where I'm just like I thought this was supposed to be like like if you had been a still a hit piece against Dick Cheney but still focused on his life that would have been one thing but it became clear at some point that Adam McKay didn't really care at all he's just like okay Dick Cheney whatever let's talk about what I really want to talk about and that's Trump and you're like oh no It was just, oh boy. yeah. Man. I mean, look, yeah, look I, there's plenty to say about Trump. I, I'm not going to say that you, you can criticize Trump all you want, but the problem is, if you're selling it as the Dick Cheney movie, don't take 20 minutes out of your Dick Cheney movie to go. But this is how it relates to modern day politics. You guys don't realize it. I'm like, no, well, we realize it. I, I'm totally aware of this, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I, I kind of had the same problem with Black Klansman. Yeah. Because. Like it's not the problem. It's not as much like saying that hey, there's a there's a way to tie it to modern day things. It's just that because they tie it to modern day things, there's a lot of things that don't fucking work. Like the mm-hmm. whole cop, the whole subplot in Bla- at least with Black Klansman with that cop who like ass- sexually assaults uh, the love interest. I don't remember what her name was, um, but like just like the main female character, and yeah. they don't address it for most of the movie. Like you completely forget that it's happening. And then when they go back, they do it in like a they, the way they settle it in like a squeaky clean way. You're like, listen, you're trying to dedicate this whole thing of like, this is evil, this is blunt or whatever, and to have this randomly happen and not in a way that you know this would never happen, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, that's how it felt like in this movie too. I'm just like, I, I, I get because they do a whole bunch of stuff in the movie too where they'll go like, hey, look, there's Scalia. You know who Scalia is, right, guys? Oh, look. Roger Ailes, he worked at the White House too. You guys hate this guy, right? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get it, movie. You get it. everyone who was awful ever came from this one period of time. It's funny too because the movie danced around so hard from avoiding criticism of anyone else who they didn't think deserved criticism. I'm like, really, movie? You couldn't think of one bad thing to say about Jimmy Carter? Not one, not not anything in his entire years as being president. <laughs> the only thing they could well, say about know, him is every, like, everybody well, dogpiles on Jimmy Carter, right? Well, because that's the thing is like, even Democrats. Don't like Jimmy Carter, but they're like, well, Jimmy Carter put solar panels on the light on the White House, and that was cool. <laughs> yeah, and that's literally the only thing they talk about Jimmy Carter, and then they go, oh, but Big Bad Reagan took them down. He's awful, isn't he? I'm just like, oh boy, you're not gonna Tear talk about down these solar panels. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> they may as well have done that, <laughs> but and so and that's the other thing because I actually don't think it's a badly made movie because I still think that style that McKay does is cool. It was just so disorganized here, and honestly. The one thing I will say that I kind of agree with the Golden Globes, Christian Bale's amazing in the movie. Like, hands down, one of the best actor performances I saw this year. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, we, we, yeah, we'll get to, to to Christian Bale later. Oh yeah, no, we will. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to talk about that because I'm like, yeah, I was just so bummed. I'm like, this movie could have been amazing, and they just decided to kind of just settle into mediocrity, in my opinion. I know some people love this movie. Chris loves it, I know for a fact. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. if he likes it, that's cool. I just felt that the big short had a lot more focus on emotional and character-driven goals. So that's to me. Well, the housing bubble bursting affects everyone. You know, well, that's the thing and... too. It's like even if you're political about who's to blame about that stuff, you can at right. least relate to the story happening in, in the Big Short. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, it affects everybody, and the characters are still center stage in the storyline. You know, because again, like it, it felt like at some point Dick Cheney stopped being the focus of the movie, and they just went, uh, "Now we're gonna go brush through everything else." Because literally, the last forty minutes or so of Vice is just a greatest hits recap. It's just like, oh shoot, we got to talk about uh, Dick Cheney shooting somebody. Oh, we forgot about to do that okay oh oh yeah the heart surgery um hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> it was just like yeah <laughs> i think the doctor was like it's so cold and oh and sorry i got one last thing to say about that heart um, or something there's a running thing about the heart surgery tied to a narrator who's speaking throughout the movie okay. and they try to do it towards this giant twist that happens but there was a point we realized this movie really didn't need a narrator at any point in this film I'm <laughs> just so sorry. I'm like, sorry, look, Jesse Plemons, you're awesome. You're a great actor. I don't see why yeah, you're like in Jesse this. Plemons. Yeah, so. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on from there, though, we're going to talk about, um, well, everything else leading up to the Golden Globes. So, first, I wanted to start off. There was this other thing, uh, the National Society of, um, oh, shoot. National Society of Film Critics named their best picture of the year. And again, talking about how critics and the people at the Oscars don't align in their film thoughts whatsoever, <laughs> the movie that won Best Picture this year was The Writer. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, what was it? The Writer? What, was the, what the fuck was The Writer again? So the Writer, the, the was, writer that... was about the, uh, yeah, the, the cowboy, yeah, I mean, oh, the other horse rodeo movie star. That wasn't yeah. Lean on Pete. Not yes. Lean on Pete. Yeah. It looks <laughs> yeah. great. I, I think more people should see it. I haven't seen it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's great. I, I, I've heard gotcha. really, really good stuff about it. But that's the thing is like, Literally nobody at the Oscars or any award season stuff outside of like a couple critics have even seen this movie, much less they're voting for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that's cool for them. I mean, I you know, it's it's one of those big ones. It's also a female directed film, which is apparently, you know, ever trying to push that. It's like, yeah, Chloe Zhao, she's a really a real talent, apparently. Um, but the runners up, <laughs> funny enough, was Roma and then freaking burning. <laughs> uh, listen, critics love the shit out of burning. It's... I don't get it. Like, and even <clears throat> yeah, no. Listen, we could say it every week. I don't fucking get it because shit fucking sucks. Oh, even more so, <laughs> it was it won supporting oh, actor for Stephen Young, where it's like, yeah, look, Stephen Young was really good okay, in the movie, again, but <laughs> again, he's the only thing that again, he he's the only uh, win for this movie that I will actually accept. That in cinematography, anything else. As a narrative piece, like as a best picture nomination, like you get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah. But then um, let's see. So best nonfiction film was Mining the Gap, which I'm hearing everyone really likes. So Yeah, Mining the Gap has uh, taken a couple of awards. So. Yeah. Um, Roma won best director, best foreign language film, and best um, cinematography, which, sure. Okay. Because uh, actually, you know, I finally saw Roma over the Christmas break, too. And I don't think I love it as much as everybody else. But I will. I absolutely don't love it as much as everyone else. But it's good. Oh yeah, it's a very good movie, and it's easily one of the very best shot movies I've seen all year. Like just, just gorgeous to look at every frame. But yeah. Um. And then let's see. Best actress was Olivia Coleman, which was you know she suddenly kind of gained momentum out of nowhere, which I'm kind of liking. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll need, I'll need to see it soon. I want to. This one I actually look forward to seeing instead of freaking, like I keep saying every time, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go watch Green Book, but I'm way looking more forward to seeing the favorite. So funny fact, my uh, fiance and I, we did a double feature. We watched Favorite, and then we went to watch Green Book right after that. And Oh, wow. You know, I just realized you told me about this, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because it's like, you know what? That's actually probably the best way to watch these movies because the favorite will, like, really, really make you feel bad and heavy and that stuff. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, Green Book. Oh, such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> you know? But no, maybe that's why I liked it so much. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, the supporting actress. I mean, is anyone surprised? Regina King is going to win the Oscar this year. Oh, that's, that's, so, yeah. that's one of those things that's like a guaranteed lock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, Ethan Hawke winning Best Actor, even though he's getting shut out of all the major, like, you know, the Screen Actors Guild and the Golden Globes. But I'm like, please, Oscars, just nominate him. If he doesn't win, just nominate him. That would be really, really cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then Best Screenplay went to Death of Stalin, of all things. Which I'm like, oh, I remember people remember that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So those were all the big ones there. I'm like, that's a decent list. I mean, some expected, some totally out of left field. But, you know. Yeah, nothing wrong. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, now, also that happened a couple days ago was the Producers Guild Awards. So, you know, ev- everyone has a guild, The uh, which we'll talk about a couple other guilds uh, right after this. But every guild has their own individual, um, uh, you know, award ceremony they do where they vote within their own community. And so the producers decided to get together and nominate. And their list is interesting, to say the least. Okay. <laughs> so... We got Black Panther. I mean, of course, everyone's voting for that. Uh, Black Klansman, of course. All right. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. Yeah, and I mentioned, like, I don't love Crazy Rich Asians. I thought it was a very solid rom-com, but I'm like, okay, sure. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The Favorite, sure. Uh, Green Book, A Quiet Place, Roma, Star is Born, and Vice. I mean, so it's a, it, it is a diverse list. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, and this is more or less like stuff like the Producers Guild. It's not completely accurate to the Oscars, but it sounds like we have a good idea of at least like half of these, maybe six of these that will make it onto the main list. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then also they had their TV picks. Oh no, actually, no, the documentary picks. Um, where they picked, let's see, uh, the Don Wall, Free Solo, Howl, Into the, oh boy, Akavango. <laughs> Whatever. Okavango, yeah. Yeah. Um, RBQ, Three Identical Strangers, and Won't You Be My Neighbor. RBG. No, RBG. And also, oh, sorry. Also, I I'm just tired. I just saw Three Identical Strangers the other day. Oh, really? God damn, dude. That movie fucks you up. That's what I <laughs> My God. Yeah. Like, the first 20, 30 minutes are so light. It's like, hey, these three brothers, they actually reunited by just complete total circumstance. And then it delves into why they split up in the first place. And you're like, oh, dear God. Yeah, I've heard some crazy stuff about the story. So, it, Dude, it gets dark wow. as hell. Oof. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping, like, from what it looks like here, it looks like the main five in a perfect world would be Free Solo, RBG. Sorry, now I can actually wake up yeah. and see it. Uh, Three Identical Strangers, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and Mighty the Yap. That should be the best five, but... Who knows? <laughs> yeah, in terms of documentaries, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, they n- nominated their best animated films, which, oh boy, the one of the ones on there was the the Grinch. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't <laughs> say Let's it, just no. Ignore it. Keep moving. Ignore it. To keep yeah. moving. Yeah. So otherwise, it's Incredibles two, Isle of Dogs, Ralph breaks the internet, and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. 
Which okay, this goes to yes. show that I mean, you know, personally, me, I loved Spider Man Into the Spider Verse was great, but it feels like this was a really weak year for animated films. Even even the other films, I didn't dislike them, like Isle of Dogs, Incredible Two, but I wasn't like in love with them either. You know. Oh, well, I mean, the thing is, at least with Incredibles Two, people had like put so many years of hype. I was thankfully not one of those people, but like people had like yeah, plus ten years plus of expectations. That they're just like, oh my god, this has to be the best thing ever. And I was like, this is not going to be the best thing ever. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was one of those people like 10 years of hype. What's going to happen? Oh my gosh, how old are the kids going to be? How different and unique is this going to move? Uh, what direction are we moving into now that masks are back and the capes are on the streets? And, you know, Brad Bird was kind of like, what if I do the first one again? And that was <laughs> that was my not, exact complaint. It shouldn't too. have been disappointing because it's a gorgeous film to watch, and you know the Incredibles are a fun family, you know, and it's a friendly movie for the whole family. But since I was one of those hype people, I was like, no, I don't like this. Well, you I know, mean, but, but that was my same exact complaint. Where I'm like, yeah, it's not a badly made movie, but it's literally the exact same movie as the first film. Where they're like. Oh, well, uh, well, the, the superheroes are bad again because, oh, this thing happened. And literally, the ending of the movie is exactly the same way the first movie ended. Like, more or less, like, note <laughs> yes, for note. So funny. I was just, I don't know. It was still a fine movie, but, yeah, In, uh, Into the Spider-Verse should win this year. That was easily the best ending. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I think that's everything. I won't, I won't go over the TV stuff because it's stuff that you kind of expect for this one. But, um yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, now we got the Art Directors Guild. I just saw this this morning along with the other Guild Award that I just pulled up. But uh, usually the Guild Awards are better at predicting what may make it onto the final five. You know, depending on the category. But let's see. So they actually divide this up into three separate categories to give a fair representation. They have um, period film, fantasy film, and contemporary film. Which, contemporary film usually okay. means they're not going to make it onto the list anyways. <laughs> it's like, okay. Damn. Well, I mean, well, way to throw some shade on. No, no, no. <laughs> throw some shade on that. Shit. I know. It's like, look, fine. That's cool. Like, you know, contemporary um, art direction is cool. It's just you rarely ever see those films translate into like the Oscars. The Oscars are like the big stuff, the lavish stuff. Although on that category, yeah. since I'm on there, uh, A Quiet Place, A Star Is Born, Crazy Rich Asians, Mission Impossible Fallout, and Welcome to Marwin, I would say Crazy Rich Asians has a chance to make it onto the list. You know, it's like, yeah, it was really, really good art direction there. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, best fantasy film, Black Panther, Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald, The House with the Clock in Its Walls, which cool. Uh, Mary Poppins. I forgot that movie existed. Right. <laughs> Every time we, we, um, my girlfriend and I went to Target, was oh, sorry, fiance. I kind of used to say that. <laughs> Bro. <Bruh! laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, we we went, went to Target. She'd be like, "Oh, that movie actually wasn't that bad," you know, like just kind of a big surprise movie. So. Um, but then Mary Poppins Returns, and then Ready Player One, which, that's a solid enough list, you know. No, I heard it had a lot of fun sequences. I mean, in terms of fantasy films, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Good set pieces. And then period films, uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which, yay. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, hmm. (laughs) Uh, The Favorite, First Man, (laughs) and Roma. So somewhere in this list, I feel like we have our final five, you know, like, like we just, it just depends on where the Oscars swing towards. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so weird to predict with the academy because they might just do some weird out of left field picks. That sometimes happens, where you're just like, what? what? <laughs> but I mean, you know, I think for sure for me, um, for art direction and production design, Black Panther, um, the favorite, First Man, 
and Roma should probably get on the list, I think, personally. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fifth slot could really go uh, to anybody. Mm-hmm. In terms for, like, what, best picture? No, for uh, production design. Oh, production design. Okay, yeah. Oh, production design has to be fucking Black Panther. I don't give a, I don't give a shit. That has to be the one. <laughs> I, I will be angry if it doesn't. That would be the one thing I'd be super mad if it doesn't. I know. It's going to be know, Like I said, you know, Wakanda, people are convinced, uh, people that don't know any better, of course, <laughs> is a real place because of the production design. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, because of the well-lived-in world that was created so no i mean it, it's gonna be really between that moving the favorite because both of them have really great production design so it just depends on if they want fantasy well arguably both those movies are fantasy because the favorite is not accurate at all <laughs> but or you know stretches the truth if you will but anyways uh yeah that'll be interesting to see how <laughs> they turn out so all right then uh an award i like a lot because i mean i love film editing it's such a great you know Invisible art, if you will. And the uh, American Cinema Editors uh, decided to put out their nominations this year. Oh, boy. And they had a lot of categories. <laughs> so they had... Are we, do we need to go through all of no, them? No, we will only go over some of them. Because, I mean, by default, animated films are not... You know, most people never vote for animated films for editing. So we won't go over that. And we won't go over documentary. Even though Spider-Man has best editing out of... Some of the best editing out of any movie. Yeah, yeah. out of any film. That's oh, yeah, true. great editing. So, and yeah, that was up for animated editing. But uh, in terms of other ones... Uh, and also documentaries won't go over because, you know, documentaries almost never get nominated anymore. The last time a documentary got nominated for editing was Hoop Dreams back in the 90s. So... Jesus. Yeah. Because the Academy hates documentaries, apparently. I don't, I don't know. No, Hoop Dreams is amazing. Shout out to Hoop Dreams. Oh, Hoop Dreams, Hoop Dreams is great. It's weird they didn't nominate it for Best Documentary Feature. They just nominated it for yeah. editing, which is a shock. No, I've seen that like 10, maybe 15 times because it was my cousin's favorite movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, a documentary was someone's favorite movie when I was growing up as a kid. It's hey, crazy times. No, it's cool. Okay, so um, Best Edited Feature Comedy, which they split up between comedy and drama, was Crazy Rich Asians. Deadpool 2, interesting choice. Uh, the Favorite, which it was also a Yorgos who edited that film. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, Green Book and Vice. Um, and then Best Edited Featured Drama was Black Klansman. <laughs> Black Klansman, yeah. uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. <sighs> okay. Jeez. Oh, First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. So I think out of here, the ones that are likely going to make it on there is First Man, Roma, Star is Born, Vice, and The Favorite. That's probably my pick right now. Okay. How do you, since you just said you were a, a fan of this award, how do you even recognize editing in a film? Because I know it's much more than the camera scene changed. You know what editing, I mean? Editing, the, the way that I judge good editing is the, the le- least, sorry, when you start to realize how little you're noticing the editing in the film, like just that flow uh-huh. that works so well that it's kind of seamless with the picture. But then also there's an art to making good cuts, you know, like that cut where like, sure. uh, like pairing up images next to each other, a natural shift in tone or a natural cut to a new scene kind of thing. There's a certain art to making it where it feels organic, even if it's a, a jump cut like Vice. Vice is full of crazy, you know, gonzo editing stuff. But it's done with a purpose. It's done to make sure that you're aware of when the scene jumps to like a parallel shot or a metaphoric angle kind of thing. And I, that's why I say Vice, for all the things I had to complain about it, is also a very well edited movie. You know, and the- this, this, that's one of those things where, like, I'm a, <laughs> you know, fuck, I'm gonna say the joke. Fucking Gotti should have been nominated for best editing. <laughs> 
because none of the seeds match up with the one from before. <laughs> <laughs> it's very innovative. It's saying the most disjointed ass story I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that was not by design, unfortunately, I'm sure. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna actually gonna have to watch Gotti now. I'm gonna have to watch yes, Premium Rhapsody, <laughs> Green Book, and Gotti. Those are my three before the Oscars. You have fun with Gotti, <laughs> dude. Justin, please, you need to watch Gotti too, dude. <laughs> I'm still behind on other films that are good that I need to see this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the sad thing is too is that um, the guy who's nominated for Bohemian Rhapsody, John Ottoman. I think he's actually a pretty good editor, and he composes all the music for the films he does, too. Like, that's a thing he does. It's just, he writes the music, and he edits the whole film, <laughs> you know? But I'm like, hey, good for him. He's getting recognized. Just, he's getting recognized for Bohemian Rhapsody. So, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you, you know, like, even looking at some of the names here for the editors, I recognize a few of them. Like, Tom Cross is the guy who edited Whiplash. So, he works on every single film Damien Chazelle does now. Um, yeah. Roma, Alfonso Coron actually edited the movie with the other guy, uh, Adam Goh. That's pretty cool. And uh, Jake Cassie's been around forever. So it's, it's cool. It's, it's a nice little list here. But anyways, uh, moving on now from Guild stuff, let's talk about the Golden Globes. <laughs> all right, let's do it. This is going to be fun. So, all right. Now, Shaq and I didn't get to see the ceremony the other day because Shaq was busy with stuff, right? I was busy. Like, I had a friend over. And originally, I was going to watch it, but I was like, no. That's when I watched Gotti. was literally during the ceremony. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was over, and he was like, oh, I haven't seen it. And I was like, no, I need to show you this shit. <laughs> Gotti triumphs Golden Globes. And he was just like, he was like, I have no idea what I just watched. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly the point. <laughs> <laughs> and I was that's actually crazy. planning to watch it, but all the stuff with my, um, my fiance, because we – Took engagement photos, and then we also – it was her dad's birthday, so we couldn't miss that. So, um, But, Brad, yeah. you did okay, that's see the I did. Uh, me, my wife, uh, mother-in-law watched it uh, pre-recorded. I didn't see it live, so. That's fine. Yeah, so now I got some questions yeah, to ask you about the ceremony. So, number one. All right. Did Chrissy Metz actually say what she said about Alison Brie, or was that just people mishearing? What was the what's the accusation? Okay, so apparently Chrissy Metz went to present for um, I think comedy actress for a TV show, and apparently her okay. mic was still on when she didn't realize it was on, and it sounded like what people were saying that she called Allison Breed the B word. <laughs> uh, I, I don't believe well, so. Look, I got I got to look this up because this would this would absolutely blow up all over the. So place. Yeah, I mean, if, if there was a tape delay, it would have been. Uh, Chrissy Metz was like, I did not say hmm. that, but for like at least a good minute or so, there was a thing where like. Did, Allison, did, did Chrissy Metz call Allison Brie a bit? You know, kind of thing. Well, was it mean or was it because Olivia Coleman oh, was really, like, "These girls are really, my yeah, bitches," really, and it was an empowering moment, you know? But yeah. allegedly, it was on the red carpet. Okay, okay. I'm no, it. I'm sorry, guys. I missed the red carpet. I usually watch the red carpet because I like the suits and dresses. You know, okay. me and my wife pretend, "Hey, if we ever millionaires, we could buy this stuff." So, which is the point of the red carpet, of course? But um, I completely missed that. Okay. So, all right. No, I just heard that. And it was like on my Twitter or on my Facebook feed for a good hour or so. But anyways. Um, <laughs> number <funny>. two. <laughs> did they actually give flu shots out to everybody in the uh, in the ceremony? Yeah. It was uh, – well, there was a lot of cringy bits, but that one was – I don't know. Yikes. That was uh, – that's yeah. weird. That's like there's really there's weird. a funny there's a fun meme going on around where <laughs> with William Defoe's face, I'll like, haha, what a fun bit. But as I say, you keep that fucking needle away from me. <laughs> so 
Some good came out of it. Yeah, that was so odd. I just saw that on my feet. I'm like, what? I guess they're trying to like do like subtle anti-vaxxer jabs with that, but... <laughs> Oh, is was that the point? I don't okay. know. Maybe I, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> conspiracy theorying, but <laughs> um, it, it was uh, it wasn't as bad as the wrinkle in time interruption, but it was still kind of what? Okay, you know, like all right, and then, they're just um, like us. They don't want to be approached by people with needles. All right, well, yeah, I wouldn't want to be approached by someone with a needle at yeah. a award ceremony either. <laughs> Um, oh, and they played Pitbull's shots or song while, you know, shot, 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 really? everybody. And, you know, the audience is kind of looking around like, I don't want to be a part of this bit. You know? so. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, other question. Um, how much did Time's Up take up on the ceremony? Um, not much. Okay. I mean, some people... See, I have, I have a hard time recognizing movements. Well, here's the, here's like, the, did, did they literally stop the ceremony at any point to talk about Time's Up? Or was it just a thing like sometimes people would bring it up now and then? Well, no. I mean, uh, an actress or an actor would occasionally, especially the actresses, talk about how wonderful art is. And I guess that could be misinterpreted to, oh, this is a Time's Up moment. But... um not especially. Okay. It okay. seemed pretty, pretty uh, laid back as far as big statements were concerned. Um, Regina King gave the best speech, but it was more genuine and uh, beautiful than I'm here to start a hashtag type of thing. That's good. That's good. Because I know I saw some articles of people going like, oh, it's going to be super political this year, like every other year lately. And it's like. I think people were really hoping it wouldn't because like, yeah, yeah, I like, think everyone was too sloshed right and having like, a good time to... We, we, we don't want sexual harassment anywhere. That's cool. We all agree with that. <clears> right. <throat> we all agree on that, right? Yeah. 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 So... That, that's good to hear. I don't know. It's, it's, it, it's so hard to... Like, the greatest Time's Up moment, of course, in terms of award shows, was Oprah's speech. And I completely stand behind that. That was an outstanding speech. Uh, nothing came close to that last night. That's good. Um, also, question: Did Christian Bale actually thank Satan in his in his speech? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I, I have trouble. That I know he did. <laughs> I do have trouble listening to what he has to say in his pure accent. Oh, That's gosh. my fault. I need to learn. I think it's Welsh, and uh, he was very happy, very drunk. Um, he apologized in advance for what he was about to say. So. <laughs> Possibly he thanks Satan, but I, I can't 100% confirm that without going to YouTube. But apparently Shaq can, so. <laughs> yeah. No, literally, I saw, like, I saw the clip, and yeah, no, he did. He full on did. Especially because my titter blew the fuck up about it. Like, did he just thank Satan? <laughs> I mean, I guess he's saying, like, oh, thanks Satan for the inspiration to play Dick Cheney. You know, kind of like a joke. Exactly. Thing. But yeah. that's still weird. Oh, well, no, like, like, got up there. Yeah. award show. <laughs> To be fair, I've always wanted to hear that because the amount of award shows I've seen over the years, not just on Golden Globes or Oscars, but any award show where they're always like, yo, I like to thank God. I like to thank Jesus. Like, for once, Satan gets some acknowledgement. <laughs> thank you, Christian Bale. <laughs> that just reminds me of the old family guy. The man downstairs is doing some shit, too. <laughs> that just reminds me of um, uh, the old family guy gag where Stewie, like, pretends to make a speech. It's like, oh, so many people to thank uh, God, of course. And then, um, oh, I always forget this one. Pulls up a piece of paper. Oh, yes, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's oh, that's great. That was really funny. But yeah, those were the big ones I wanted to ask questions about. But um, were there any like notable moments from the ceremony that really stood out to you? Like, I mean, speeches we'll probably get into with the people when we talk about winners. But like, any other like big parts that really stood out for you, Brad? Um, not especially. I think Sandra Owen and Andy Sandberg were fine. Uh, they had really good chemistry together, and definitely. Um, comedic. They both have great comedic timing. Of yeah, course, that, Sandy Sandberg does. Pairing. I was surprised how funny Sandra Oh was. Yeah, that's a weird pairing I've never for seen her, other than Sideways, I mean, I've never seen her in a comedy. And her performance in Sideways was more dramatic, to say the least. Yeah. But um, I'd say the biggest joke that was edgy, maybe the biggest edgy joke, was uh, Andy Sandberg said something like, Oh, hey, Black Panther, did anybody get mad at you? Uh, Mr. Kugler for not casting any real Black Panthers. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. They were all shot by the FBI, and now we're living in a world that was always horrible and full of mortal terror. We just have phones now. What? So, yeah. To be fair, he's not wrong. No, I, I thought that was the best <laughs> like, joke of no, the night. There's, no, there's nothing you can't dispute about that. No, that's what made it a funny joke, but it was also one of those jokes that were kind of like, ooh, like... Ouch, you know. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. The, the joke was at someone's expense, and it's ours, our expense, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, but yeah, that was the best one. But that, that is a really odd pair. No, I like that. I'm sorry, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Glenn Close acting absolutely, genuinely shocked that she won was was pretty cool. I mean, uh, apologies to Davey. I know he didn't care for that. David didn't like any of the performance. I haven't seen it. You know, I haven't even seen it myself. But seeing her all like, "Oh my gosh, me!" Like someone that talented, that surprised that she would be acknowledged was kind of cute. And to be fair, has she like aside from now, has she ever won for like those major awards? Because I feel like she's one of those people like we're always like, "No, she's an absolutely incredible actress." She should have won roles for all these roles over the years, but she's never won, at least in the major capacity until, like, now. Well, she definitely hasn't won an Oscar yet, I know that, so. Exactly, that's what I mean. And so, yeah, her, because remember, we were all like, oh, Lady Gaga's got this in the bag, she's about to take this. That's true. For her to win, it's, it's like, obviously, she was just as shocked as anybody. Well, she has won two, she's won two Golden Globes, one for Damages, that TV show, and then one, oh no, it was another TV one for a TV version of Lion in Winter, but yeah, I don't think she's won a competitive big award uh for like her film roles so yeah okay that exactly yeah that's great for her hey i mean she's great she's a great actress so it's nice to see her get her due so yeah for a film that almost nobody has actually seen so to be fair yeah (laughs) but yeah no so i'm happy for her (laughs) no that's good and i don't know if you uh but i'll say one thing that i did see like one of the highlights that i did see Mm -hmm. was when sandra O won herself for uh Actress in a t- in a television series. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. And then she shot at her. She shot at her parents. Who for first of all, they are adorable. Aww, absolutely. Like yeah. his dad. Like her dad <laughs> had like a whole standing ovation when she showed up. And then he's uh, she saluted them in Korean. I was like, oh, my heart melted. Oh, <laughs> she she did make a fun joke. Her best joke of the night was. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't. I should have written this oh, down. Oh, was it the one with everyone for me being an unprepared amateur? But it was about the uh, kind of like the always disapproving parent, you know? Yeah. Although said, the, episode, oh, uh, the episode thing was great, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, oh, that for was. Those who don't know, it was, it was uh, yeah. For those who didn't, that know, was a cool call out. Yeah, I liked that. that. Yeah, it was a joke, 
when uh, SHO was like, hey, Crazy Rich Asians is the first uh, American film with the Af- uh, Asian American lead since Ghost in the Shell and, Ro- and uh, Aloha. And all you just hear in the background is Emma Stone go, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she does have to apologize. Cameron Crowe has to apologize for that one. So <laughs> he really does. Oh, he does. Oof. But yeah, now we can actually delve into like the ma- like the awards now, like the actual win. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we yeah. had, it sounded like it was like a good ceremony, not a great ceremony. Kind of like, like a yeah, it was fine kind of thing. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Okay, nothing fine. outrageous happened or nothing. And you know it was it was fine. It wasn't too long. I don't think it dragged too much. But Jeff Bridges uh, sloshed. Apparently, can't really make the best speeches. But it was fine. It was cool. Oh, oh gosh, a drunk yeah. speech not going well. Who could have saw that coming? But anyways, <laughs> um, the Cecil B. DeMille, well deserved, by the way. Oh, and Jeff the Carol Burnett great, Awards so. goes to Carol Burnett. Uh, yeah, course. Carol. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Carol Burnett's a treasure. So. Well, I, I, I joked to somebody yeah, on Twitter. Of course, that was like, going to work out. I, I joked to someone on Twitter. It's like, so now she says too high a bar. Who could be more Carol Burnett than Carol Burnett <laughs> from this point forward? Yeah. But um, yeah, so let's see. We got TV winners here. We got. I mean, I'm just going to go through these quickly because it's not our focus. But um, Patricia Clarkson won for Sharp Objects for Best Supporting TV Actress, which cool. I, I can't wait to see that one. I've heard great things about it. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ben Wishaw won for A Very English Scandal, a show that I've heard, like, it's one of those great hidden gems on Amazon where it's like, yeah, nobody's talking about this show, but it's fantastic. Uh, you you know that everyone wants to go, hey, Ben Wishaw actually won for Paddington 2. <laughs> no, that's what my wife said. Yeah, she was like, yay, Paddington 2, when they announced him. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Limited series actress went to Patricia Clarkson for uh, Escape at Dan Mora. So I guess the real life subject's gonna be mad about that too now. It's like because <laughs> it's just like Ben Stiller's a freaking lying son of a bitch, you know. But if you heard that story, yeah. um, that was the closest know- I've ever heard to hear you curse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to point that out, but that's the closest I've ever come to. That. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him. We'll we'll trick him up one of these days. Indeed. I hope so. Um, <laughs> let's see. Limited series actor, no surprise, Darren Chris for the assassination of Gianni Fisacci, which he was great in. He's like the single best thing about that show. So. Yeah, he took a great um, a great risk for his fashion too, because it, it kind of was like, dude, are you wearing like a Venetian rug? But then when he like swaggered up there and gave his speech, it's like, damn, you look great. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't see his actual outfit, so I have to look that up now. But um, limited series win uh, for the main series was Assassination of Gianni Versace too. Um, TV drama mm-hmm, actress mm-hmm. was Sandra Oh, as we said, for Killing Eve, which. Chris has been touting that lately, just like, yeah, that show's freaking great, and season two's coming out in April, so there we go. I need to watch it soon. Yeah, um, a show that my fiancé is, you know, has been raving about is The Bodyguard, which Richard Madden won for Best Actor, so that's great. Uh, and then The Americans won for Best um, Drama Series. And then, oh, a couple of other ones here. Best Comedy Series went to Rachel um, Brosnahan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which, of course, everyone... I also just want to say, and this will be the last fashion thing, guys, sorry. Oh, yeah? She looked fantastic. I think she was my favorite dressed of the night. Nice. No, and then... <laughs> who is she? Who was she wearing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just liked the yellow and, like, the... You know, it was cute. <laughs> oh, so she's wearing Big Bird. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah. Anyways. No feathers. But the funny thing was, the thing that won for comedy actor and comedy series is a show that only just barely came out that I only know these people are talking about is The Kaminsky Method, the new Chuck Lorre show. 
I don't even know what the fuck that is. So it's a um, it's a. It's not <laughs> that's sitcom. That's what I right said. It, it, I mean, I guess it's kind of a sitcom. It's it's a Chuck Lorre show on Netflix that's starring Alan Arkin and Michael Douglas, and uh, I think they're basically acting teachers, like you know, like doing like method acting kind of stuff. But so it's 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 again, it's a Chuck Lorre sitcom, but with veteran TV older actors. So. God. The moment you see Chuck Lorre, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. To be well, fair, sometimes I, he can attract big I want talent. Bill Hader. So and get he gets some good. Really want he, Bill get, Hader. You know, he can get big talent. He just makes terrible TV shows. Man, man. <laughs> I can't really argue. Man, with that. yeah, man. <laughs> like I can't believe I can't believe there was a time when that was your cue to laugh. Oh yeah, an audience going man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so Moving now on. enough TV. Let's go on to the film winners. So, best foreign language film. I mean, was anyone sh- surprised? Roma won. So, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, okay, cool. It's gonna be a interesting race to see if Roma's gonna win any of the big categories or if winning foreign language films gonna cancel out any other wins. But it didn't tonight for a few things because it also won for best director, believe it or not. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, good for them. Good for uh, Alfonso Cuarón. Uh, best animated feature. Booyah! Spider Man. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm they're so, very dude, happy. This is the one that everyone is cheering about. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? This is this is great. I'm happy about this. Because and it happened at early. first we were like we were all like, oh, maybe it might not take it because it was released so late, especially compared to like Incredibles 2 or something. Because also, everyone's usually like, hey, the animated award is just the Pixar award. But for someone not Pixar to win, especially a movie as good as Into the Spider-Verse, it's such a relief. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah. And now let's hope this pushes it to like best animated at the Oscars because that's that's the one that. Counts. Oh yeah, and it better win because I like I said before I think that was the very best animated film we saw all year personally. So yeah, I mean no offense to Mariah, Mariah was great too, but this is better. So yeah, I've seen four out of five yeah. of them, those. So Actually, I haven't seen Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah, no, that's the one I haven't seen yet because I was like, yeah, the more I saw those trailers, I was just not interested to see this movie at all. So. Right. Yeah. References the movie. <laughs> Disney references specifically too. So yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, best song. I mean, come on. A Star Is Born won that hands down. Yeah, Sh- dude. Shallow's fucking master. Oh song. yeah. There's, there's no other way to put it. Like that's it's locked in the. Bag. It makes me happy to see Mark Ronson winning stuff. Cause, I mean, because everyone's like, oh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is winning. Gonna go for EGOT one day, maybe. Who knows? But then it's like, yeah. okay, that's cool and all, but freaking Mark Ronson is like one of those great song producers, and it's awesome to see him get his credit on that stuff too. So, well, you should watch the speech because they all say so many kind things about the brilliance of Gaga that she almost tears up on stage. So that was a nice moment. Ah, nice. Um. And then best score, I mean, which unfortunately Beale Street was not on the list here, which it should have been. Because mm-hmm. they're full of, because the Hollywood Forward Press is full of shit when it comes to that. <laughs> they usually are. But the score who won, that did win was the runner-up that everyone said is like, yeah, this is probably the second best score, First Man. So, Yeah, yeah I've heard great I things mean, as, about as, bl- as blah as First Man is... The score is incredible. Awesome. Yeah. Especially like the especially the scene when they're actually going to the moon. That is a song like the piece that they play there is a like a piece I could literally listen to outside of the movie or I can go like, you know what? I feel like listening to nice. this. Nice. As if it was like cool. a regular rotation on my iTunes and shit. I can't wait. I, wow. I, I still have actually not seen First Man, but I'm assuming it's going to come out on Blu-ray very soon. Because it's at like the Dollar Theater right yeah, now. Yeah, it, it's, been, it's been long enough. If, yeah. if it's not already out, I feel like it is. Yeah, well, I'll have to look that up in just a sec. But, um, but anyways, uh, best screenplay winner. <laughs> oh, boy. Green Book won. 
Oh, everyone's not happy about this. I know that for sure. Because <laughs> even the people <laughs> who I see on like the internet, people like, even the people who like the movie think the screenplay is the worst part. See, because I, you know, okay, me, I'm the suck. Maybe I'm the sucker for this stuff. I really, really like Green Book. I thought the script was fine, so I don't know. <laughs> well, the the problem with Green Book is the problem with, and I haven't seen it. Maybe I shouldn't say what the problem is. I haven't even seen it. But from what I've heard, um, eh, being friendly to someone else doesn't cure racism. I mean, but that's not the point. The movie was not trying to address all racism. That's the thing I think people misunderstand. Like the, with that. the speeches they made kind of made it sound that way. Oh, the like he was like, sure, if we could all just look at each other and be like, hey, let's be friends. I'm like, that's some kindergarten level thinking, man. Something. I mean, and it's it's fine thinking. I'm not saying you shouldn't be friends with everybody, but it kind of creates a circle of denial in the long run of things. Is Yeah, but I think there was a bit in the movie where it really is a, the point of like, look, you know, whatever race people have in their background or identity and stuff, Sometimes just relating to people as people is good, you know? It's just like, yeah, like, wherever Marshall Ali and Viggo Mortensen in the movie, for their differences, they can still relate to each other on a very human level to understand each other. And I think that's more the point yeah, the movie was trying to make. We can all relate to each other on a human level, sure, but there are still things around the world and in the sure. places where we live that that doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, but that's the thing. I think you that's know. the problem is that we sometimes... I mean, okay, I know. We're not going to get into a huge discussion about this. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I feel like... This has now become a sociologist. There, there are nuanced arguments to it, but I feel like we also sometimes overcomplicate some of the arguments where it's like, yes, there are the nuances, but consider, too, not every group and culture see, view the same nuances. Because even, like, you know, talking about stuff, say, Crazy Rich Asians, where, it's, again, it's like, some of those nuances are very important to the sure. identity of Asian culture, but that also makes a big difference between Asian American and Asian mainland culture, you know? Right. Well, like, maybe a bold joke would be like, you know, Tony, you know, drives up to the club and he's like, you know what? We have differences, but we're friends now. So racism is over. They, they, Anyways, they I'm going to go say, in the front entrance. You that, have they, to go they, in the back. They, 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 never know, said, so that's, they never said racism is over. That's the good thing. So, <laughs> And that's the thing where, and you, you have a point too, where a lot of these movies do get criticized as trying to be a cure for racism when really, I suppose it is just entertainment at the end of the day. Yeah, no, the, the story is more or less just um, uh, the son. I think it's uh, Tony Vallelongo. Or was it? No, not Tony. No. Yeah. Nick. Nick Vallelongo. He just wanted to tell a story about his dad. That was the most important thing. Like, you could tell that this was mo- that was the whole purpose of making the movie. So. Yeah, just a kid writing about his dad. Yeah. Which, uh, oh, by the way, First Which Man comes out cool. the 22nd of January. So, yeah, it's going to come out really soon. Um, Best Supporting Actress went to Regina King, of course. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, we already said already Yeah, about yeah that, which, of course. I mean, yeah, come on. She, she's going to win. That is the most surefire lock next to A Star is Born winning Best Song. Absolutely. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, hey, Mahershala Ali, he won. Yeah, second for yeah. Green Book. He was really good in the movie. Too. <laughs> like, even Davey, even Davey, who actively hates Green Book, can say Mahershala Ali was really good in that movie. So... Well, I'm kind of surprised he didn't go up there, and maybe this is just me because I'm an opportunist when it comes to being a shill. <laughs> I would have been up there and been like, "Oh, thank you so much for this honor, Hollywood Foreign Press, uh, True Detective next week." <laughs> you know, but he didn't say that. You know? <laughs> that would have been amazing, I think. So he's got a lot of uh, integrity, and no, he, well, he, he seems like a very respectable actor. Like you know, he's he's yeah, a very classy I'm, guy. I'm, so. Very excited for True Detective next week is what I'm trying to say. I am too. I'm shilling it right now. True Detective next week, everyone. Forget about the Vince Vaughn season. <laughs> Let's all focus on a better season next week. Yeah. No, this 
I'm excited for that. But I, I'm, I'm happy for him. I think he, he was very, very good in the movie. He, I mean, and I know that there's been back and forth on the movie, especially because, what, the family who he represented the character for, they're like, oh, that's not accurate to him at all, blah, 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 this kind of thing. And he had to call and apologize for the inaccuracies or whatever. Although, having watched the movie now, I'm like, well, he's actually painted in a very strong light. Like, the only thing they criticize is the fact about him, like, oh, yeah, like, he was not very... You know, the movie seems to indicate that he's, like, kind of out of touch with African-American culture in terms of, like, pop music. Because he's like, Little Richard, I don't listen to that stuff. And it's like, okay, so I guess, maybe. But then Quincy Jones, who saw the movie, was like, no, it's pretty more or less accurate to the real dude. So I'm like, okay, so I don't know who to believe anymore. (laughs) You know? Well, you know, I mean, not being consulted would hurt my feelings if they made a movie about my dad. And I don't mean hurt my feelings as an insult. I'd be pissed. I'd be royally pissed. Oh, sure. But the weird thing, too, is that the movie makes a big point that the brother was not a big factor in his life either, of the character. Yeah, and there's just so many different perspectives from different people. You're not going to make everybody happy. You probably should make the families happy. Fair enough. I I I don't know. I agree. Um, Let's see. Best Comedy Actress went to... Which, okay, I know the favorite is kind of borderline a comedy. It, it is funny. I don't know if it really counts as a comedy, but Olivia Coleman won for Best Actress, so. Yeah, there, yeah. 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 She's definitely going to get an Oscar nod, I think. Yeah. No, um, yeah. Jack, any thoughts? I got it. <laughs> I, like, I said it last time, like, I haven't seen the favorite. I want to see it, and yeah, uh, I got nothing else up. That being said, I was surprised that, like, El- like I thought Elsie Fisher would be a favorite to win. It's, it's weird because it feels like Eighth Grade is one of those movies that everyone likes, but not enough people are, like, pushing for it kind of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just that yeah. Olivia Coleman's the only one who has actual, like, Oscar potential, so I'm sure that's why they voted for her kind of thing. <laughs> eighth Grade was kind of a horror movie, especially if you remember Eighth Grade yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kristen Bale won for Vice and Best Actor in a Comedy Musical, which... Okay, yeah, I mean... Shout out to Satan. <laughs> Shout out to Satan. to Satan. But uh, yeah. even out of that list, it was a really strong list for comedy musical actors, but again, he's the only one who's got, like, Oscar momentum behind him, so I'm not surprised either. Let's see. Uh, and then Best Comedy Musical Film went to Green Book. That's right, people. Green Book won the most Golden Globes tonight with three. So would you say it's more of a comedy or a musical? It is absolutely. There's so many songs in Green Book. I don't know. Like, like, like. There's, there's actually a few <laughs> musical numbers because they perform, you know, piano pieces, like classical pieces. And I mean, I, I right, think like I he, know that Mahershala Ali had like a stand-in who would play at least the hands, and they kind of digitally inserted it, kind of thing. But whoever was playing the music was amazing in this movie, whether it was him or the other guy. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a comedy. Like, like it's, it's a comedy in the way that Driving Miss Daisy is a comedy, where it's like it's very light. Oh, okay. Of, you know. Yeah, so, no, Green Book was great. I, I Again, I will still say that. I, people can disagree with me. Go ahead. I'm totally fine with that. I am comfortable with my film opinions to defend no, myself. It is funny that, like, the whole year we, we've heard the whole Driving Miss Daisy doesn't win awards anymore, and now Green <laughs> Green Book's the most award-winning at the Globes, at least. So. You were saying. <laughs> yeah. You were saying. Yeah. Um, and then finally, the last three, the Drama Awards. Um, Glenn Close for the wife, as we said, which apparently she was – even more shocked than everybody else that she won. So, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yep. And then the big two, the ones that everyone's been raving and ranting and complaining about on the internet. Uh, <laughs> Rami yeah. Malek won Best Drama Actor for Bohemian Rhapsody. <sighs> Here's the thing: I don't think people are as mad about that winning actor because no, I think even the people who dislike 
Bohemian Rhapsody say that Rami Malek was really good. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a fair statement to say, like, yeah, he was very, very good in the movie itself. And even against the competition, because, you know, no um, Ethan Hawke and no some of the other ones who got left off the list, it's like, yeah, it's hard to argue that he was really, really good. I mean, the only person I would say is probably close to him in that one was uh, Bradley Cooper, who, should, who probably could have won for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But then the one that pissed everybody off out of... Black Panther, Black Klansman, <laughs> If Bill Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born, the people who could have been eligible to win, Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Picture. That That's, yeah, that, the fact that, the first off, the fact that they got nominated in the first place for Best Picture of all things is, like, that's already, like, uh, no. And then the fact that you actually give it the win is even worse. Yeah. The... Especially, like, we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna take it to this level now. Um the fact that, it, hey, it's this movie by an alleged pedophile is already a, a bad taste on everyone's yeah. mouth. And there's also a weirdly defensive defense towards the movie because of pe- because of like a lot of people who love the movie. Because there's people who love this movie. And I think that's mainly because they love Queen. But they're just like, oh, this movie's great. Like, don't talk shit about it. And they're like, no, this is, this is an actual problem. Because, like, the whole... Hollywood industry is talking about Time's Up and Me Too and everything, and yet the Foreign Press Association will still award this shit to a guy who wasn't even there for a good chunk of the movie, who got fired, but because he did too much, like, he did more work than the actual replacement, they had to give him the credit. That's gross as hell. That being said, one other thing, one thing I'd like to mention, though, is that I know we're all mad, which justifiably so, but one thing that actually pissed me off was that, okay, so Elsie Fisher was at the awards and she was live-tweeting and everything. Yeah. And she had tweeted that she was happy because, obviously, she's, like, 15. She wouldn't know any better. And people came at her because she was like, yay, Bohemian Rhapsody and, and Rami Malek won and all this other stuff. Like, she was just genuinely excited and happy to see, like, another, like, comp- like film-goer, like, uh, person in the industry win. Yeah. And people came at her, and then she tweeted, like, uh, did I do something wrong? Like, Aww. like she was genuinely like hurt, like confused. Like, I don't know what I did wrong. Like, did I do something wrong? And I was livid. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, we could be mad as hell, but she's a 15 year old girl and you're coming at her with some weird fucking fury. Don't be mad at her. What the fuck? Yeah. That's fucking No, seriously, wrong. that, that, that yeah. that's stupid. Cause, I mean, that's been happening a lot lately with just the social media mob bullying people off the internet. Because even um, freaking Will Poulter got bullied oh, yeah. off after Black um, Black Mirror Bandersnatch came out. Where I'm like, I don't get why people mm-hmm. felt the need to go after him. He was perfectly fine in the movie, you I, know? I don't get that either, because he was like the best part of that day. Which, I mean, I like Bandersnatch <laughs> on the whole, but it's like, yeah, look, I can say it's not the best Black Mirror episode I've ever seen. But still, even if you didn't like the movie... What about that movie merits you going, man, Will Poulter, that guy freaking sucks. I'm going to berate his Twitter feed about it. I'm just like. That's the thing. Just, yeah. God, like, again, yeah, no, I'm still fucking mad about just people going at LCP. Yeah. No, social media. Yeah, and again, like I said, kindness she's goes a teenager. To die. She doesn't deserve that kind of, like, beratement from people who just. Look, take your irrational anger out on the actual people involved. You know, take it out on Brian Singer. Be- yeah, the thing, <laughs> yeah, she did. She legitimately didn't know. Now going back to the movie, fuck this stupid ass movie. And then for the stupid, yeah, just for what I mentioned before, like you're awarding this shit to this guy. I think the cat, the people who did win, they went out of their way to not mention. Oh no, no he was yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian Singer wasn't there on set. I mean, or he wasn't there on yeah, stage. But, he wasn't there anywhere. But else. he was not. No. He put he put an Instagram post. I think this morning, uh-huh. 
And it's already just like, ew, this is gross. And especially when you have another creep show and fucking Brett Ratner in the comments going, hey, congratulations, buddy, you did it. It's like, just get the fuck away, you scumbags. Yeah. Uh, uh, for sure. I don't know. It was kind of cool to see uh, Brian May and other Queen members on the stage with them, though. You know, for the people who did win. So I'm just like, hey, cool, they're still around, yeah. they're still kicking. It's like, hey... Awarding this movie and dedicating it to Freddy, who would probably be super insulted about this. You know, I don't. That's the <laughs> weird thing. It's like it's hard to know what Freddy would think about anything because of how secretive he was. You know, just like so. Well, that's what makes the movie he's so boring. He's also not alive, well, so he can't yeah. like. The, the thing is, is like it, it goes back to a song that I used to listen to by a rapper called Immortal Technique. You don't know shit about a dead man's perspective. Yep. No, I agree, and that's. I, I'm, I'm not saying that's, that's a good, right or wrong either way. It's just good. hard to know, and it's just. That's a, that's a shame. I don't know. It's well, it's like in the speech he was like, "And Freddie taught us all to be who we are." And I, you know, just thinking about that, I was like, uh, "Freddie lived in a time where he was literally forced to hide himself from the public and only show um, who he was, maybe." On stage. Well, and even and then, so even he, what, what kind of revisionist crap speech is this? Well, and even the know, time but, when he started yeah. to start, like, he could possibly show himself, because that's when, like, you know, big sing- other singers are coming out as gay, like Elton John. It's like, he chose just right. not to do anything about it. You know, he was just like, well, you know, I, I like this, I like this, you know, kind of thing. It's like, so even near the end of the life, when he could have said something, he didn't. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, well, I you know. And, and, and then plus, apparently, the movie vilifies him being... His like, lifestyle choices. Exactly. Not even lifestyle choice, just like his sexuality. Okay, so apparently. I can't say that for sure. Well, hopefully, the like, movie doesn't do that. I haven't seen. I, I'm yeah, hoping like, it doesn't. I see, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm going to see it just so I can have more education on whether, like, I can say I can back up. Yeah, because I, I know yeah. my fiance but liked the movie I'm too. Just, but. I'm just so not looking forward to it, and I don't want to support it because of the shit I mentioned before. Yeah. Well, for me, it's always. Uh, like when I'm like, ah, I don't want to see that. And people are, you know, like you pointed out, I think earlier, Shaq, what do you, you don't like Queen? And it's like, well, I could listen to like all the Queen music I want right now because who doesn't have Queen music on hand yeah. without putting up with, you know, a music biopic. And uh, I've just never really yeah. liked that genre of film to begin with. Honestly, and uh, so someone had also brought this up. I remember reading this a while ago. But Walk Hard ruined any, like pretty much any and every musical biopic ever. Because Walk Hard is great, yeah. Like I love Walk Hard, but it really did because it 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 takes the piss out of literally every trope, especially because the movies still follow all those tropes. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. like wow, okay, yeah, you know what? I Even guess. this movie, which had to make up stuff to fit the tropes of a musical biopic, so. And one other thing that made me laugh, at least about Bohemian Rhapsody, is that they're promoting a special feature on the Blu-ray release. Is that, hey, we actually did replicate the entire Live Aid performance. And on the Blu-ray, you could watch the whole thing from beginning to end. I'm like, I could just go on YouTube and watch the real thing if okay, I want. I'm going to ask, is yeah. the real thing on YouTube? Because I've heard that it's not in its entirety on YouTube, but... I'm pretty sure it is. I can look it okay. up right now. Yeah, no, but that is a good point, too. Where it's like, yeah, even if there isn't the whole thing, there's enough of it to go... Yeah, you could just watch the real event. You know, you don't need to watch Rami Malek in person. Yeah, the full thing is here. Twenty five okay. minutes. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you want to watch Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> just go on to YouTube. There you go. Done. <laughs> but hey, well, there we go. That was the Golden Globes for better and most likely for worse. But <laughs> let's hope this doesn't lead to it getting a fucking Oscar nomination. It probably. 
I would hope the Academy is better it is, but it probably, it probably will get a couple. Like I, I'm suspecting just, you know, Crystal Ball, Justin Moment kind of thing. It'll probably be nominated for Best Actor at this point. And then... And the, that's, that I'm yeah. fine with. It's Best Picture. I don't want to Okay, yeah. Best shit. Picture, I don't know. That's the problem, though, is that it literally is up for the Producers Guild Award. It won the Golden Globes. And the Ensemble is up for the Screen Actors Guild. So that's usually a sign that unless something dramatic happens... There's a chance it might get on, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, Rami Malek's great. Yeah. And he's been everything he's in. He always gives the what is it? Was the old saying? A hundred and ten percent. Yeah, he does. So I don't think that's a bad nomination. And he does look like Freddie Mercury. And I know that a lot of uh, best actor awards go to whoa, look how different that guy looks in this role. That's acting. You well, know? in that case, Chris Bale's going to win hands down. So. <laughs> right. Like uh, Dickie Eklund uh, is, uh, that's who Christian Bell won before, yeah, right? Yeah, for the Like I saw that he lost weight and was like, oh, brother, they're just going to give him this award when he because he lost weight. But when you see um, the fighter, that really should be about Dickie Eklund because Mark Wahlberg disappears into the background and who gives a crap about that, <laughs> that guy's character when you watch that movie. So, oh, that's true. I'm, I'm not saying it's a surefire thing and that changing your appearance is a trick to get awards because, you know, a lot of the time fantastic actors do still put on a great performance regardless of the changes they make to their physical appearance. Um, it, it, the, I'm just going to end this rant with if Rami Malek gets nominated, that's fine. He, he is a good actor. Yeah. No, the thing should be it's less about actually changing your appearance, but you disappearing as a person into the role. Because that's, you know, you can say, like, you know, <laughs> there you um, go. Christian Thank Bale you. in Vice, <laughs> you forget that's Christian Bale at some point. Like, like in the beginning, you recognize him because he still looks like Christian Bale with the hair and everything else. But then at some point when they, you know, he comes old Dick Cheney, he just vanishes into the role. Like, you, you can't even see Christian Bale in that anymore. So... But yeah, wow. but that's that's the gist of everything I want to talk about today. So thank you both very much. Uh, we got a lot out of this. It was a good discussion. So any last bits before we sign off? Uh, fuck Brian Singer. <laughs> there you go. One last <laughs> one for, the, for everybody else. Uh, <laughs> Listen, the cast won't say it, but I'll say it for them. Fuck Brian Singer. Okay. Well, then <laughs> would you like to promote anything else other than telling Brian Singer to go f himself? <laughs> yes. Uh, I like to promote my own shit. Hey, Shaq Excellence on all social media, S-H-A-K Excellence. And go check out sequels via Talk Film Society's website. And we were on a delay. Uh, I don't like we were busy with like Christmas shit, so we haven't put out our most recent episode, but it'll be coming out very, very soon. Alrighty, awesomeness. Uh, and then Brad. I'm at Bradley of Martin on Twitter. No E in Bradley. Um, I just found out that Deep Blue Sea had a sequel. Are you guys going to watch that one for sequel? I I put it on the. We have a whole list of everything okay. that has like director video sequels. I put it in there. Trust awesome. me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you. Awesome. I can't wait to hear that one. Um, yeah, and you can find me here on oneofus.net. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, currently, our Best of the Year podcast is still being uploaded on the website. I just created the pages the other day for parts two and three. Which I mean, you guys know. That podcast was freaking huge. So it's three hours. Yeah. Total. So get ready, people, because we had an extensive coverage on the best of 2018. So you're about to hear that. Um, also, the awards that we did, because I, I think you guys also got the ballots for the best, you know, for the one of us awards that we did with like the best in certain categories. Ah, uh, shit. 
If I did, let me check my fucking email. Yeah, you should have. Because I haven't checked my well, email in a while, I, I so mean, I might we, not have done it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you got it. But uh, otherwise, we will, we are tallying the votes, and th- those are coming up this week. So, yeah. So, okay. But yeah, so be, be into, we'll be at Walmart for that. And I think Chris said that the movie that we made, you know, the, the little thing with everyone talking about their favorite stuff of the year, which uh, that will be coming up this yeah. week, too. So, Cool. Yeah. So there we go. We got that all that coming up. Uh, Shaq, I'm pretty sure I sent you those emails, but okay. No, I did do it. I did do good, it. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. Those phew. the ballot. Okay, I did do it. I thought I, I thought I did, but I did. Okay, <laughs> phew. Uh, I was getting worried there. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I sent that to Shaq, or got Shaq to get on the list. <laughs> yeah, you did. And then I saw it, and then I forgotten that I sent him the email as well. I sent him like the next. I think like one or two days after, but I was like, (laughs) well, all right. Well, thank you all very much. And uh, yeah, tune in next week for a lot more podcasts. This one, we'll see what happens with like the big news developments for the award circuit, but Hey, Oscar voting started today as of this recording. So tune in. We're going to have a lot more news about that. See ya.